Throne, episode 70. We're back. Uh, we had episode 69 last week. It was awesome. Uh, shout out to Macronium. We just had their comeback show at Propaganda, but every day is a new day. This is a new week, a new episode. Joined by Mike Rogers. Yes, sir. Hello. Bass player of uh, Born Beneath. Uh, is that the only project that you work with at the moment? Now it's just Born Beneath. Gotcha. I, okay. I, I, I worked with like three or four bands, but as soon as I got with Born Beneath three years ago, I'm Born Beneath. That's what's up, bro. So it's been three years that you've uh, joined up with us, like 2016-ish? Yes, sir. Yes. Damn, yes. man. You uh, formed the band or they were already like no, established? No, no. They were already established. I was Actually, I, I met Kevin Gallagher. Oh, okay. I, I was playing in a band called Abusive Tragedies, and <clears throat> excuse me, and he uh, he I needed a drummer, and I, I came across Kevin, so he came and he, he played with us, and he played a few, you know, practiced with us for a couple months, but as we were practicing, he said, "Hey man, I got this band Born Beneath I play with, and uh, you know they're looking for a bass player." Yeah. So, <laughs> so and at first he asked Napalm. You know, Napalm uh, from, I, Nap- Napalm's from Doom Skull. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good guy, great guy, great guitar player, incredible musician. Yeah. So uh, he, he, Kevin asked him first, knowing that I'm a bass player. You know, <laughs> Napalm's a guitar player. I'm like, and so one day I said, Kevin, what's up, man? He's like, Well, you want to come by? You want to come down to the, you know the rehearsal studio? I was like, Yeah, sure. And this, you know, three years ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I said, Yeah, I want to go. Of course, I want to go. Exactly. You know. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, I went down, I met Lou and I met Renee and I sat down and I jammed with them. I, I, I only had their songs for like one day or two days. You know, they sent me like like three songs. Like Raw Files. Ambivalent. Yeah, Raw Files. <clears throat> Raw Files, Ambivalent, Righteous Kill. And uh, so I'm like, all right. So they sent me like two songs. So I tried to practice that night and then that next day or that next night I went and rehearsed or, or actually auditioned. And I just went in there and just ripped it because I really didn't know the songs that very well. <laughs> so I just went in there. I had basic the basic parts of it. Right, right. The skeleton of it. The, the essence. Skeleton, the skeleton. Yes. And uh, so then we walked after we did, uh, you know, like two hours, three hours. Walked out in the parking lot and they looked at each other and they said, "Hey, what do you think?" And Renee looked at Lou. Said, "What do you think?" And Lou and Renee said, "Fuck it." You know. And that's they, it. It's like, yeah, you're in. I'm like. Dude, Rock that's fucking roll. dope. So I was very, very super happy. Yeah, man. I mean, especially uh, when you get to join an established band like Born Beneath. Uh, like, you know, they were one of the heaviest hitters out here, man. They they put on a great show. Y'all put on a great show. Uh, for the last three years, you guys have been, like, in the mix. And you guys just had your album drop last year, at the end of last year, Tremors, right? Yes, 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 we did. Man, so that was a big fucking deal. Uh, three years in the making, really. How long were y'all working on that? Well, that was the thing. It's it's another funny story. We got time. <laughs> yeah, no, we got plenty of time. <clears throat> so, as soon as they said, "Oh, you're in the band," so I only had like two weeks to learn five five or six or five songs. Basically, I think, like a set, set list. It was a set list for a uh, 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 Kryptonite, but three years ago, 2016. 2016. Okay, I damn. So you had two weeks to learn the I whole two, set list for Kryptonite. Yeah, it's a half then, hour set. That's no that's no uh, easy task. But the funny part is the two songs that I mastered the most. Yeah. Because when I joined the band, just it, dude, they they already invited two bass players to play those two songs. The only that they didn't even know I didn't know I was the one I picked two songs, ambivalent, and I think it was righteous kill. I learned those two songs the most, and that's you know right, that's, right. that's two out of five, right? <laughs> so there's three more. Well, guess what? 
they brought in a, two bass players, two different bass players, because they didn't know me at the time. Right, when right. Because it was going on, you know, the, the show was way before, it was way before the show. So, yeah, so all of a sudden, I, they played the two songs I knew the most, so I had to get up and play the other three songs that I really had no clue. Oh, man. I mean, I did, but I mean, I tried, but I didn't have everything. So I went there, I winged it like no tomorrow, dude. I winged it like no tomorrow. Were you nervous? I'd never been really nervous. Well, let me rephrase that. Yeah. yeah. I'm always nervous for every show, but I knew at that point, because they told me way before that these two bass players are going to play these two songs, so I was like, but no, nah, dude, I was like, yeah, I was, I was a little nervous, but I'm like, I just, once I get up on stage, and I know you know as well as I do, once yeah. you're up there, bro, it's just magic. It's just, you know, I just, I winged it. I really did. And the funny part is, Joe McCronian played that night before we did, and we played in the backstage in Churchill's. It was all the way back outside. Yeah, yeah, we've all done that. Yeah, that crap. <laughs> it sucks. So, so, but I saw, I, this first time I saw McCronian and saw Joe. Yeah. And I, I was looking at this guy, and I mean, my wife was with me, and I'm like, dude, this guy's got some issues, man. I'd never met him before. Right, right, right. So, but it was unbelievable. After that, I, you know, I watched his show, and then when I got on stage playing three songs that I really didn't know that well, mm -hmm. Joe was out there, and that's the first time I met Joe. And then after we played, you know, Joe was playing the band, banging his head. And, and then after I got done playing, whatever packed up, I mean, Joe, just the coolest guy in the world. So I was like, and, and that metal family just begun. And then yeah, that's the thing about everyone like, out here, dude. It's a fucking community. I, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, so much in that metal. Yeah, I think family you just pushed it off have. the table. Yeah, so, yeah, bam. I, I wasn't so much in the metal family as I should have been. Right. And and I was for a while, but then I had a bad marriage, whatever. Blah blah. Yeah, blah. we all go through shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I stopped playing for a little while, you know. So I kind of stepped outside. I mean, not. I mean, I always practice at home and jammed or whatever. Right, right. But um, no, I, I, I born beneath kind of. You know, I had a couple other bands before that, and we did good. I mean, I, I have an album out. It's abusive. Ch I'm not going to promote it because the guy's an asshole. So fuck it. <laughs> I did one. I did one album with before. this one guy and a really you know professional recording and all that, and it, and it was just it was like you know metal rock you know whatever. But it was good. It sounded. I thought it was kind of radio quality, and I kind of went into it for a little bit. And we wrote originally everything, all the original songs, and right. we did the whole album, everything. And I was like, "This ain't for me." So you weren't feeling it. No. Nah, did Did you kind of feel like? Even though I think the songs are written good and it was recorded really well, but I was like, "This is not where I want to be." And so I had, uh, what I shit. Sorry, excuse me. Um, we had Brain Hinge. I wrote, I, I created a group with Brain Hinge, and that was uh, Jeff, that's actually a singer for Doom Skull, and right. and, and uh, Napalm, and Fred. Fred Freddie was a guitar player, and we went through drummers, whatever, but we never did anything with that. So, and then I met Born Beneath, and that's where I'm at. I'm born. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm it reborn, seems like you know. <laughs> I couldn't find myself right until I met Lou and Renee, and that kind of—I uh, mean, wh what about being in Born Beneath helped you find yourself? Like, wh what was it about it? Was it being on stage? I mean, part being part of the songwriting process, or I mean, no, just all the the aggressiveness of jumping in there and 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 Renee. I mean, his songwriting, the way I've always played, 
he's almost like reversed to me mm-hmm. the way he writes so that makes me play better because I'm learning what he's doing and he's learning what I'm doing so we're actually starting to really combine super incredibly well and yeah I, I think Born Beneath is definitely and I'm not just because I'm with Born Beneath right now I mean honestly I'm feeling like at home with them we're, we're brothers we're family and so is the whole metal family, which is what I'm trying to, I think I was trying to express. As soon as I get brought back, um, brought back in this metal family, I mean, it's amazing. Everybody, we all help each other. We all promote each other. We right. all, you know, and I think that's something, and we would give our shirts, you know, we would do anything for all of us. And that's what I love. But Born Beneath, I, I might have drifted off. Bormanith definitely gave me that life back. Well, why why did you feel like you didn't fit in or, or that? I didn't the other feel like ba- I didn't fit in. Or, no, no, no. The other band like wasn't where you wanted to be. Like, what was because what was it, it about it? It wasn't. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't hard. Okay. It wasn't. Giving you felt me, like it was it, kind of cookie cutterish. Yeah, but I mean, I was writing songs with them. We wrote right, right, songs. For sure, it, was, for sure. it was like I mean, I it just wasn't enough. I needed more. I needed more because. When I can't figure something out, that's when I want to learn it. I want to know. I want to learn it. I can't, you know, I can't. So I have to keep going. I can't stop. So, yeah, I feel like um, that's kind of like a, I don't know, something that like not everyone has that desire, you know? Like you really have to want to better yourself to kind of have that because you could have been perfectly content with that band and just kind of settled been like, all right, this is doing well. I'm just going to sit on it even though I'm not necessarily happy, you know? Well, no, I didn't. Uh, I left that part out. The singer screwed me over. Oh. So that's why I quit that band. Well, do you want to get into that? No, not really. Uh, oh, okay. I'm talk about the band that I love, my family. I don't give a sh- crap about that. Yeah, man. That's the thing, man. You know, a lot of people, they, they seem like they have good intentions at first and then shit just kind of degrades over time, man. But... Um, I kind of found that most of the people I've met has been people that I actually enjoy the company of and are good people like Joe and Renee and all you guys. You know what I mean? Renee, Iris One, I mean, Seven Sins. Yeah. I mean, I can go. There's too many people to shout out, you know? Yeah, it's it's so many I can't even say it. I feel like the the one thing that's kind of shitty about the scene right now is just the the lack of venues. I feel like... uh, Well, the venues and the... I mean, (laughs) dude, we live in Miami, Florida. Dude, Orlando, Tampa, the metal scene over there is way huger than here. Yeah, it's just a matter of getting booked out there, you know. You can, but I mean, it's. it's I've, I've it's played also once getting, in Tampa. Yeah, but it costs you money to get there. Exactly. You drive yeah. all the way there, and then sometimes you play in front of a small crowd. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there, so it's like, still, it's great to be on stage. It's great to do all that, but you know, it's it's tough, man. It's that you know the the metal scene is is. is we need more. We need more people to step up. I mean, that's it's it's amazing family, and it's amazing that we get the crowd that we get. Yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like the last two years, though, it's kind of been in, on a steady decline, to be honest. I feel like, because I, I joined up with Unoya in 2016, and we played uh, Kryptonite the, the following year, 17, I believe. And uh, it was great. And then we heard about 16 being crazy, you know. Uh, and then 17 and 18 just weren't the same. It was, like, a lot less attendance, a lot less bands on the lineup. I don't know if it's, like, lack of bands now or, or I don't know, lack of interest from people, but definitely the lack of venues doesn't help. I mean, O'Malley's got bought out 
basically, and they don't oh, do metal God. shows anymore. And that was one of the dopest venues we had. Because Jeff did the sound. Shout out to Jeff Martin. Jeff is awesome. Jeff he, Martin is awesome. He's awesome, bro. God. We always shout him out on here. Yes, um, sir. And he, he was always on point with the sound, and the food was great there. It was always a pleasure playing at O'Malley's. You knew you were getting a paid slot, too, at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Regardless if it was $50 or $100, they were giving you something for showing up, and it was only a 20, 30-minute drive. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that place is gone, and then uh, Creepy Tiki in Fort Lauderdale wasn't Whoa, a bad that, place to play. We, we actually played the last... Night. I think we did too. I, it was. I know it was us and Barbara Floyd, and I'm not sure who. Else. There was. Yeah, it was. I don't know if you guys played that one. I. I. This I, is where they, been they already lost the their liquor license. They only had beer and wine. Oh no, I don't think we played that deep. No, this into was. It. This was actually absolutely the last night. Damn. And, and this is early, early days with Bormini too for me, and we played that, and Barbara Floyd played, and I can't remember the other band. Yeah, but uh, what was the crowd like? Be honest. 16, 18 people. That, but that's why that place closed, you know what I mean? I mean, at the end of the day, they couldn't put people in the door. Uh, and that's the sad part about well, it, man. There's so many talented fucking bands out here to see. And, pe- like, it's, it's, you know, it's just not drawing a crowd. That's that's what I really wanted to say. For me, I see so much talent, so much, I mean, musicians, bass players, guitar players, drummers. I, I mean, it makes me go home and practice. Right. I mean, I watch you. Come on. <laughs> and, and I'm honest I'm not saying this Because I'm here You know You guys I mean Not just your songs And everything You you don't sound like Anybody else First of all Second of all It's just It's pure You guys got pure energy right. And then you also I mean you guys Do the lighting and crap I'm like holy Yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. we're like well, many, I got like a plastic skull Fucking Like two red <laughs> cheap lights on there. <laughs> oh, like, but I mean, but you guys are professional and that's, you know, and I want, you know, we're born beneath, you know, we're doing what we're doing right now, but, and we're doing really well. I mean, this new, I mean, we'll get into that later. I mean, this new album, this new songwriting that we have is coming together so bad. Oh, that's Gary, awesome. Our new drummer, Gary, is, uh, we can get into that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you guys definitely have a new member and whatnot, but uh, as far as like, yeah, the talent, man. Oh, I appreciate the kind words, by the way. No, I, you, <laughs> no, I'm for serious. sure. I mean, and you I rip it on the that. bass, dog. Like, well, thank you. Nah, man, the, it, it's nasty. You, there, there's a couple bass players in the scene that always like n- never uh, fail to impress me. Uh, you and Lucha, for sure, and then always Alex uh, in, in, in my band. I'm sorry, I'm, no, Alex is my dog, dude, bro. But he, he's nasty on the bass, man. He's nasty on the bass. He's nasty, dude. I watch you guys every single time. Yeah, man. I'm like, I go. Shit man I feel that way uh, The same way about Other drummers in the scene bro Uh, Like one of my favorite Experiences was getting to To sub in A little bit For Macronium I never never played live shows with them But I subbed in In the studio And I You know we did a couple Jam rehearsals You know uh, With their songs And it's like It was so easy Like to pick up because I'd seen them play so many times so it's like all the songs are like coming back to me and shit and then I get to put my own little flavor on it and I love that like just being able to collaborate um also like knowing that other bands think that I'm like good enough to be part of their project even if it's for a certain amount of time whatever you know what I mean so that's always nice to know it's always nice collabing with your friends that's why I like the you know, there's the the collaboration album, 305 Underground, that Revolution, yeah. the band put yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's actually what I helped Macronium on. I just subbed in on the drums to get that single done. And nice. then Unoya has a single on there, Infection. 
Uh, you guys were supposed to be on there, man, right? No, I, we're not on it, I don't think. I don't, yeah, but do you, do you know what happened there? Do you? I have no idea. Lou and Renee do most of the, you know. Behind the, the scenes stuff? Behind the scenes stuff. I, uh, I got a big enough job getting a new drummer, getting in code with him and, yeah. and writing. And, you know, but that's the one thing about Born Beneath. And again, like from the beginning is I rewrote all the bass tracks. I rewrote all the bass lines. Yeah. They had the first album. I mean, they had, you know, they didn't record all of it. They had like three songs they recorded. They had a bass player, Joe, which was a really good bass player. Yeah. Uh, from what I saw, I, I never met him. But, um, when it, when he left or whatever happened, and then I ended up being a bass player. I mean, I mean, I just they, they gave me all. They as soon as that first audition, they said, "Dude, do what you want to do," and I was able. I just I wrote every single bass line on Tremors, except I didn't write the songs. Lou and Renee wrote the songs. Yeah, yeah, but you but, wrote but, your parts. But I wrote my own bass parts. Yeah. I didn't follow. I didn't listen to this other guy. Nothing. I did everything. I said, "I hear it. This is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> you guys like it or not?" And boom. I mean, it, it came out. But you know, Tremors. They, they've been playing those songs, or well, now I guess we've been playing those songs for so long. Thank God. I mean, we're in the four songs now on a brand new album. Okay, it's, it's so new totally material. Different, totally different. Have it, you guys played any of it out yet? No. Uh, one. Oh, okay, okay. Among Serpents. I think I was the there for that. Was yeah. that the last Buried Alive, that, right? That, wait, I'm sorry? The last uh, show you guys put on, Buried Alive? The festival, right? I, June 8th? Yeah, 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 we played that. Yes, yeah, I think we, we played, you played that Among song Serpents. there, right? That's, yeah, that's the first song, first new song that we wrote. Okay. And, and you're four songs deep? We're four songs deep, and we need four more. Well, what's, what's different about this project from Tremors, then? Because I think now it's, and again, no... Just no bad feelings with, with Kevin Gallagher. He's an incredible drummer. But Gary has brought so much to this. He's, me and him, I mean, because a bass player and a drummer. That's the rhythm have, section. You have to, dude, you have to have that heartbeat. If you're not in that same beat and you're not on the same page, you might as well give up and do something else because you have to have that. I don't care. I'm 100%. always, I'm so, you got drummer and bass, super important. Guitar players and singers, no offense, Lou and Renee and every other guitar <laughs> player and singer, but you need bass and drums. No, of course. You have to have it in, in sync, in, in perfect harmony, in perfect beat, in perfect... Do, 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 do. You know, it has to be... It's the skeleton of the band. It has. You have I mean, to have like, it. I feel like you can have a guitar player mess up and the band keep going, but if the drummer stops, like, the song is over. Oh, it's fucked up. The song is over. Sorry. <laughs> no, you can it, curse. Not, I don't give a fuck. No, it's fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, no. When the drummer fucks up, every, everybody, the whole band goes... Huh? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Turn oh, over yeah, and look yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? Man. Oh, man, no, that is the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. And that's why I decided to not drink uh, before I play. I, I drank one beer one time. It's super smart. Yeah, no, Super and smart. I fucked up, and I was like, uh, yeah, never again. Good thing it was a very small show, tiny, tiny show. <laughs> that was the one time I was grateful to not have a big crowd. <laughs> oh, shit. There's a lot of those. A lot of what, the small shows or the botches? No, I'm saying being, well, for me, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just drink beer. But it keeps me casual. It never I, affects I never, your playing? I never, I never get drunk. I don't like to be drunk. Okay. I don't like to be hammered, you know. You know, I like to smoke a little bud, and I drink a couple beers, and I go on stage. I, I, I don't, and even off stage, I don't 
I don't want to be drunk. I don't want to be stumbling. I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't. I just. But I drink though. But the problem is, I can drink beer all night. Doesn't affect me that much. And I drink water too. Okay. So well, you gotta water, stay hydrated. Beer, 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 water. Why? Well, I don't <laughs> know, man. I've never been a big fan of beer. Like to me, if I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink some liquor. Dog. I'm gonna drink see, some whiskey. No, nah, see, liquor that yeah, my wife. Oh my god. No. Nah. Whiskey is amazing. Yeah, but I love whiskey. I used it's to delicious. Do, I, I've actually I have <laughs> I own an inch piece of a square inch of piece. I uh, say one inch square piece of land on the distillery in Jack Daniels hmm. in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Do they I, just I sell that to people? I wanted when I was younger. I, no, I I was I used to collect these old label liquor labels, Jack Daniel labels, uh-huh. and I won a contest, and they gave me one square inch of land on Tennessee in Lynchburg, Tennessee on the distillery and they send me pictures of the surrounding but i actually own only just one inch so like what does that do you just get to say that goddamn thing i just got a d and i get and they send me taxes i don't have to pay for it but they send me the receipt it's the weirdest thing dude that is very fucking strange i do but i was a jack daniels drinking mofo for sure but i stopped drinking whiskey for a while it's just got it's been two, uh, well, probably two years, maybe. Just got to be a little too much. Yeah, it's just I don't need it, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. At this point, I don't need it. In my What's life. your preferred beer? Bush. Bush. Yeah, it's the 10 fuck? Do- Ten dollars for an eighteen pack. Nah, of Walgreens. man. No, Not man. Not promoting Walgreens. <laughs> fuck, bro. Bush. Come on, man. You got if you're Bush a fan of beer. Budweiser or Bush. This is terrible. No, no. What do you? Oh, you drink the high end green bottles? No, 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 no. I like if I. I personally don't like beer, but if I'm going to drink a beer, I'll drink a Corona. That's the oh, okay. I got a story about Corona. <laughs> you got a story about Coronas? Yes, sir. Give me that. One of my singers is a band was years and years and years ago. It was called Sudden Groove, and uh, my singer, I'm sorry, Lucas, he passed away. Rest in peace. Yeah, but it, this, this is years ago. He passed away. But we had a band, and uh, he drank Corona. So, you know, we had, in his house, we had this studio, we had the drums and everything, and we actually had a little recording thing going. We had a VS-880 doing some recording. And uh, he left some open Coronas around the house all the time. You know, mm-hmm. the next morning you wake up, whatever. Sometimes they sit there for two or three days. Oh, God. Guess what? There I know a, where this is There was a Corona. Gone. It was, like, half full. It was, like, it had to be two days old. Oh, God. He put his thumb on it. And he went. Like, he shook it, and he sat it down, and the thing overflowed like it was brand new, like he just popped it out. What the fuck? Yep. I guarantee you. Try it next time. Leave. But it like, corona. why? What? What does that do? It doesn't do anything. I'm saying that, that it still had foam. It still had carbonation. Isn't that good then? I don't think so. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but like, don't you want your, a, your a beer tube, to be fuzzy dude, or, or foamy? If you take this bush right now and you set it down and you leave it for two days, the only thing that's going to be in there, you shake it up, is roaches crawling out of it. That's that's gross. Yeah, but the Corona foamed right up again. Yeah, that sounds like it's convenient. That sounds like what it should do, no? So you would drink a two, three-day-old? No, no, no. No, no, no. I would not. No, no, no. I can't even drink a warm beer. If a, if a beer is not ice cold, I won't fuck with it. <laughs> I'm like the kind of guy that just, I'll toss it. I don't give a shit. Oh, you need to finish your beer? No, I don't. It's hot now. It's over. I'll uh, throw it away. Just It was amazing to me because I'd never seen any other beer do that. That's so what I'm saying. That's why you said Corona. That's my... I don't know. I just memory. I think it's good with a lime. If I don't have a lime, it tastes like a shit. If I'm on the beach and, yeah, and a lime, yeah, it's all right. It adds like another, like a, like a little hint to it. Um, But I... 
I, I like uh, if I go to a bar and they have like like fl- like these like crazy like brews or whatever you know like hey, this banana bread beer or whatever the fuck like I, some crazy shit. I don't shit. like all that crazy stuff. You I just really like don't. Bush. What? Well, <laughs> Bush and <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> but I mean, I do the IPA sometimes, but I don't. IPAs? What are you? Well, I mean, on. I drink some of that stuff, but I don't. I'm serious. Hey, I mean, Matt from God Rot. No, I IPAs? try all this stuff. When I'm, I go to some places, that's all they serve is all these oh, no, I'll crap leave. beers and all this crap. I'll leave I right there. I crap beers because they're all crap. <laughs> crap beers. They're not crap. They're crap. <laughs> oh, shit. So, wait, wait. what's your least favorite beer? My least favorite beer? Yeah. Yeah. Miller Lite. Miller. What the fuck Light. is wrong with Miller Light. Light? No, Miller High Life is good. Okay, okay. Miller Light. Miller Light. The worst beer in the world. What's wrong with Miller Light? It sucks. <laughs> well, okay. Well, what constitutes a shit beer? Like, would you drink a beer if it tastes like shit, but it got you drunk? Like, it was like thirteen percent alcohol, or like, does do you actually like the taste of beer and you don't care whether it gets you drunk or not? I don't want to get. I doesn't. I don't. But what's drink, the point of drinking I don't drink beer? beer to get drunk. You drink it because you like how it tastes. It's medication for me. It keeps me. Mm, Mellow, it keeps me. Does in the a right beer state. really affect that and affect you for in that me, way? For me, yes. I oh. don't get, I do not like to be drunk. Okay. I don't. I drink a few beers, it mellows me. I guess, you know, I get, I'm hyperactive. And I'm, you know, I, it's, for me, it's, it's, it's a perfect medicine because I don't have insurance. I can't afford any, and I don't do pharmaceuticals. I hate pills. Don't do pills. Don't do drugs. I like my smoke and I like my beer. Gotcha. Okay, so you just kind of keep it simple. I keep it sim- super simple, and it, and it it works super great. <laughs> it helps me for me. I mean, everybody yeah. needs to be medicated different, but but I hate pills. I I I, I lost a f- few friends on pills. I don't like it. I don't want to get into it, but it's not. yeah. No, the thing is with with stuff like that is uh uh. It's 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 over prescribed nowadays. It's over. It's, no, no, it's terrible. It's super terrible, man. especially in the state of Florida. Like there was a whole thing going through the state of Florida where they were prescribing it. Like no, they like just keep nothing. giving out pharmaceuticals. I mean, the oxycontins and all that. And yeah. I don't want. I know we're not here to talk about that. But I but I do. I'm I'm serious about it because I lost one of my best friends on oxycontins and and he didn't even do pills, but. Did a couple one night and he died. And, well, that's the thing, it, man. I, I hate it. There's <laughs> a, uh, I mean, so, someone will go through surgery and then a doctor will prescribe him some stuff he, and then he broke his back two times. This guy is, I, I've known him since. Uh, oh, we're gonna get into this. I've known him since we were, I was like eight years old and we grew up. We rode bikes together. We did everything together. We rode when I got my Mustang. We. Cops would chase us We'd get away We did every crazy thing You can imagine That's fucking wild and, Whoa, and you, you got in a cop chase With a Mustang And you got away Three times Can you? Alright no You gotta give me At least one of them If you got three <laughs> stories I need at least a third Give me one of them That's not That's too interesting To just glance over Alright uh, I was 16 years old What year was it? Uh, I was 16 So I was born in 71 So what was that? 80 87? Yeah 87 87 1987 God damn And a gray Mustang I got a cooler full of beer. I'm only 16 years old. I got a cooler full of beer in the back. Got an ounce of weed. Holy and my shit. buddy Pee sitting right next to me. I'm driving. And, you know, it's, it's, it's my buddy in front of me, which is my guitar player at the time, which the band was called The Other Band, because I've been playing music since I was eight years old. <laughs> That's crazy. So these are all my band members. So my buddy, he had a BMW because his dad was rich. So <laughs> I was poor, but I, you know, yeah. did. 
you did what you I had, had to do. do and I had you know I was able to buy this Mustang yeah so I'm following him we're going down Old Cutler and then he bangs a left on 87th which is Galloway and I see him and, and he, you know BMWs like turn like a dime yeah Mustangs downshift to second you know you gotta slide yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Gotta, you gotta fade around you know I drifted before anybody drifted that's fucking so I crazy came around, and so as I'm sitting drifting around sideways I look there's a cop facing that way but he's looking at me I mean he's driving that way but he's looking at me and he looks at his eyes and I'm, I'm looking at him sideways <laughs> look I'm staring at his face I'm like oh crap so I spin it back around I haul ass and I see my buddy going and we had this place called Vietnam which is, is where we grew up it's in Cutler Ridge in, near Saga Bay so he makes that right I know exactly where he's going because there's this little power station that's surrounded by these big like giant ficus trees or you can't see you know we always went there and hung out all the time yeah yeah so he banged that right and then made that left I knew exactly where he was going when I'm looking in the rear view mirror and the cop I see him boo, spins the lights and he oh, makes a U-turn so now he turns around he's coming after us but I knew my buddy Justin was going I knew exactly where he's going so he made that right, made that left, and then made that right into the, in between those the bushes. That's fucking crazy. And you can't really see that, you know. So I followed him, and I went right in the bushes, and the cop. I never saw the cop again. We got on, on back on Old Cutler, went down, went over to the gas station, saw one of our friends, and said, "Hey, man, dude, this cop. Dude, we just oh, <laughs> that's so cool. we just dodged this guy, man. We dodged this cop. He's like, dude, that's cool as hell." And the cop actually. Pulled up at the stoplight, looked at us, knew my Mustang, knew his BMW, looked right at, but he had no idea. We disappeared. We were ghosts. He had no idea. When we made, when we ducked in those bushes and went around the other side, he had no idea. He just kept going. He's like, we disappeared like ghosts. Right, right. So he pulled up, and he looked over. He backed up a little bit, and he looked at us, and he's like, he just scratched his head, and he just drove away. He couldn't do anything about it. That's fucking crazy. It was totally the best thing in the world. So that was our go-to route. So the other two times I ran from cops, we took the you, same route. We would go all the way, even if we were like two miles away from there. Yeah, yeah you would just we go would in the same the, spot. Same spot and go to the other side and get out, and they would never see you. Damn, dude. Wait, I should. <laughs> nah, man, they probably figured 16, that shit out by now. Crap, yeah, yeah, yeah 1987, they figured it out. Nah, that was, I was 16, 17. Yeah. Nah, that was, nah and that even was if cool. you got caught, they probably wouldn't have tried you as an adult. You would have been all I right. I was a crazy driver. Oh shit! No, I drive like an old not. man now. Trust me. Oh, I'm, fuck dude, that. I'm like I'm like so, but I never I never drove like an asshole and like try to affect or hurt somebody else. But no, yeah, of course not. If never. I'm getting chased, dude. I'm a good driver, <laughs> <laughs> and I can run fast too. Really? Yeah. Damn, dude. How still old are you? Forty-eight. Damn. Oh man. No, you're young, bro. You're still you're still living. Yeah, I'm living now. I'm living right here, which I love it so much, dude. This is a—it's been a surreal experience the past couple of years, just meeting all the different musicians, and uh, especially the past year and change, starting the podcast, meeting more people than I would have had I not done that. Excuse my dog barking in the background, by the way. Jesus Christ! I love Christ. him, I, dude. I'm a die. I got two dogs at home. Yeah, man. She is. She's usually very chill, but uh, man, she's hype. You know, July Fourth was was you know crazy. Man, they you hate the fireworks. To, you have to, man. Listen, there's been a lot of bad stories about dogs. Some people leave them out, and they get freaked out. You know, they go to the fireworks or whatever, and they leave the dog out, and then the dog freaks out, and they run, and they go through the glass door, and some of them get cut. They die. I mean, dude, you got you got to protect your dogs on Fourth of July. That's crazy. My two dogs, they're okay with it. 
Right, they go, right. They go and pass out. They're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, she just she just barks at a couple of, like some loud ones, you know. But uh, I actually uh, I used to live. Did you just grow up your whole life in Miami? I well, I was born in West Palm Beach, and I was I moved down to Cutler Ridge. Uh, I was like a year old. Oh shit! And like so, I grew up from there. So I always say I'm from South, you know, South Miami. Gotcha. Damn, dude, that's a long way down. What made you move all the way from West Palm down? Or I guess your well, parents. my parents did. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> that was that was you know. But no, I'm glad. I mean, I I wouldn't change my life for anything. I mean, I got really lucky. You know, I I, would, I mean, I, I had a hard life growing up as a kid. You know, and I'm not gonna get into yeah, all no, that stuff. Not. Parents and blah blah. But uh, you know, but then you know, I, I I got to travel around the world a lot. You know, at a job, so I've seen. I mean, I've literally been around the world. Like you've been to Europe two or three and whatnot, times, all through Europe. Dude, I've been, what? I've been. No, I, how'd I you get to, there? I used to do it. I worked for a company that we remodeled cruise ships. Uh huh. We did renovation on cruise ships. Uh-huh. So I did welding and fabrication work. Whoa. So they would fly me to France, fly me to Germany, fly me Singapore, fly me. I mean, I'd sail through Hawaii. I've sailed from Nagasaki, Japan to LA. So in what I mean, the fuck? Oh, like across the Pacific? Across the Pacific through the yeah International Dateline. Yeah, two of the same crazy. days. Crazy. Two you of go, the same days. You go through International Dateline. It's like August twenty seventh. The next day, it's August twenty seventh. Oh, that's so strange. Pretty weird. Yeah. God, that's oh man. Did, did that throw Panama you off? Canal. I've been all through South America. I mean, damn like, for real. But working. Yeah, mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. working, but still got to you know enjoy it and and see places. And they sent you out there like covered all expenses paid all that shit. As, yeah. base, as far as like you know staying and and flight tickets and all that. Yeah, no, they pay for all that. And they, the hotel and, we and do, shit. We do dry docks where you stay on the ship. There's no AC. Okay. Oh. There, it's and the, the the shitters take a crap. They don't work for a while. I mean, it, it, sometimes the conditions get really hard because you really you're working on it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> you stay on the cruise ship that you're working on? A, a lot of the times. Oh, but sometimes fuck. we stay in That's different. Yeah, but in dry dock, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's it's always different. Sometimes, did you enjoy sometimes. doing that job? I did when I was younger. I started doing it when I was 22 years old. Shit. Uh, not even when I was 21. And I did it till the last year or so. Till last year? Yeah. Holy like shit. <laughs> Dude, that's like basically half your life you were doing that. And uh, did you? I absolutely, have my life. Yeah. Did you uh, take up an apprenticeship or something to 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 be able to to do that at like twenty or twenty one ish to, to to learn that because you learning how to weld and stuff. I is started. Not just... I was a, I was a labor. I was a. They call them stagers. I was okay. Just, I was just running around hauling stuff, unloading containers. You know, basically their errand boy. I was an errand boy at the beginning. Yeah. Gotcha. But and then I moved myself up and I learned. I learned how to weld. I learned. Uh, like everything I mean it, it was a, it, it was some people go to college you know I went to dry dock <laughs> and you uh, you welded like I do all the substructures for the ceilings and the soffits that's fucking so crazy everything that's hanging above when you're on the ship you yeah. see everything hanging I weld all the structure for that dude that's that sounds kind of sketch it's cool though you get to burn metal <laughs> dude I mean obviously yeah it, it, you get the blowtorch and shit but like do you have to hang from like a scaffolding or some shit like how do you weld all that shit up there oh no you're you're up either on scaffolds or it's a ladder I mean yeah it's a, it differentiates what you're you know where you're at what you're doing but did, yeah did you ever have any uh, incidents have I fallen off a ladder or a scaffold or something like that no, or like no, burned no. something 
Like, or did you fuck up a, like a really big project or anything like that? No, ever. No. Yeah, because you're fucking good no. at your job, then. No, 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 never. Why'd you decide to quit that? Dude, I hang, I hang TV stands with like, I mean, these these TVs that they have that weigh like 300 pounds. Fuck. I have to weld and build a structure above it. Above it. Not one of them fought yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. No, they don't. No, I'm sure. It, no, but. It's just I like welding, but I do everything. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a contractor. I'm a I'm I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> Why'd you decide to quit then? If if it was something that you really like to do, I want to stay home and play music. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'm gone all the time. That's oh. why. Again, that's another reason why I haven't. You know, I lost my music for a while, being gone. Just all the not time. being here. Not being here, being gone. I mean, we do six weeks, sometimes three months. Never, not home, you know. We work every single day, seven. I mean, Fuck. seven days a week, fucking sixteen hours a day. Do they? How do the taxes work? Do they pay you I in German money or no? No, no, or like no. How do they, no, no. I work for an American company and and I get taxed, and they take half. They take <laughs> half? No, but well, they take no a way lot. They take half. I'm joking, but they take uh, yeah. way more than you can imagine. No, but nah, it's way. It just sucks. let me. I'll, I'll make. I'll make an example. All right, just say two thousand dollar check for a week, right? Mm-hmm. I would probably get back twelve fifty. Fuck, that's a lot. That's seven hundred that fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. And anybody can fucking use seven hundred fifty. So imagine if you make, you know, ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars. Guess how much you're gonna make? Probably if you can do the math. Probably like sixty five. Yeah, at least. Oh man, that that's awful. But that's the thing. I mean, and and uh, when it comes to like politics and stuff, people are like uh, so so adamant for like oh yeah, free health care. It's like they don't understand this is going to raise their taxes to like way more than it is now, and then their checks are going to be even smaller. And it's you know uh, it, it's something that uh you know coming into an election year, you start people start talking about politics again, and you start to see how many people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. One thing is I don't get involved in politics as far as talking about it because. It's just a no-win situation. 100%. Everything is, I mean, you know, I'd rather talk about, well, let me rephrase that. I want to talk about metal. Screw politics. So what's up with the new songs? New songs are great. Uh, do you help in writing the lyrics at all, or you just do your bass No, parts? no, no. Lou writes all the lyrics. Renee, actually, at, at this point, these four, these first four songs, Renee's wrote in the rhythm and guitar Lou's try, he's starting to write the words because I mean we just started and Gary's writing the drums and I'm writing the bass track so we're all writing together but Lou I mean sorry Renee's coming up with yeah that's what I was going to ask do you guys jam the songs out or I mean how do you actually structure it? who writes what first and, and what not Renee right now these I mean has that uh, been the main serpents, riff writer Among Serpents me and Renee kind of wrote together okay but um this last this fourth song right now Renee came in one day a couple of weeks ago came in to practice and he just brought out this coolest rip ever. It's it's almost like a Michael Myers, like a Friday Thirteenth kind of. I can't explain it, and it just it fell along so well. You know, we all got and now after two weeks, dude. I mean, it's almost it's almost done. Right. And Lou's still writing words for it because he's just hearing it. You know, two three times. He's only. <laughs> so what's really next for Born Beneath? What's the next Born step Beneath for you guys? Born Beneath is the next new album. We're not, we're not, we're the, well, we got a show August 9th. It's a South Florida Tattoo Expo. Yeah, I've Coast heard about Springs. that. 
thousand pounds of thrust. Yeah, they always play there every night. We played there two years ago. We didn't play last year, but we're gonna play this year, and it's on Saturday. But I don't know what time. Gotcha. But that's it. But right now we're we're in the studio writing. We want we really want to write eight songs. Like well, that's what I'm saying. Month. What's the next step? Like, what's your next goal? Just finish album. this album? New album with Gary. By when do you guys want it out? That's a tough question. <laughs> it's it's not going to be out anytime. I mean, anytime soon. I mean, no, of course not. I mean, we're talking. But I'm curious. I mean, do you guys have a timeline at all thought about established or kind of an idea? Because when you sit down to write music, you kind of have to put shows to the back burner. But we have. That's but, what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. So what's so, the next step? How no, long I do hope, you want I to take to write the before album? Because August 9th, before August 9th, I hope we have at least six The fourth songs. song? Oh, six? I want six at least. Wow. Okay. For sure. Because I have two songs that I haven't... I mean, I've shown them to Renee, and, and I mean, I, I, I have a lot of songs, but there's two that I want to do, and I've showed it to Renee, and I've showed it to Lou, and, and those are the two we're going to work on after these four songs that we're working on mm-hmm. and that's the next step so that'd be six right there and these songs are very self-written I wrote it but I mean it's very it's not complicated but it's super cool it's like, <laughs> no it's it's melodic it's like Steve Harris and then it's in the geezer butler kind of Black Sabbath you know it, it, it digs you know up and down and, and I think it's something Renee's gonna really love to do and I've showed it to him he likes it Lou likes it so well, who are some of your bigger um, bass inspirations as far as like playing was? Oh, I knew that question was coming. Oh well, yeah, my uh, sorry, Geezer Butler, first of all, Steve Harris, Cliff Burton. Oh hell yeah, Getty Lee, Jocko Pastores. Oh Jocko, man, he died in here in Florida. Dude. Yeah, it's fucking wild, bro. And I mean, it's 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 really hard because. I really, when I was growing up, you know, it was it was Geezer Butler and Steve Harris for me, and I kind of, I think that's, those two are what I think I sound the most like. Okay. I really do. I think that's where I got most of my, but you know, there's Rudy Sarzo. I mean, Rudy Sarzo is a badass bass player. You know who that is? Nah. Ah. Who's that? <laughs> oh, he played with Quiet Riot. Oh, okay. Uh, he even did play with Ozzy for a little bit. Man, no, those yeah. fucking '80s musicians just played with everybody, bro. No, they just yeah, of course they're looking for a job. Just collabing, <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone was everywhere. But I, yeah, I, I really, I mean, Geezer Butler and, and and Steve Harris, and I mean, Getty Lee is amazing. But that guy, he's so talented. I don't think I can ever figure out what he does. I mean, when you play foot pedals, bass, and sing at the same time, I just don't understand that. Yeah, um, really? Oh, it's amazing. Have you ever seen him play live? Yeah. Rush, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you see him, he plays foot pedals, piano pedals. Piano plays, pedals? What yeah. are those, though? I'm not sure. What the, when you say foot pedal, I just think, you know, he's just clicking no, 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 different no. settings it's, it's or like, whatnot. It's like a, it's like a uh, I don't know how many notes it is, It's, but it's just a foot pedal that has all the keys of a piano to like a certain amount. It's That's like, crazy. Like this wide or whatever. So when he's playing bass, he's playing the pedal, you know, playing piano with on his, his feet. fucking feet. Yeah. What the fuck? He never, no, dude. He, I don't he, fuck with Rush like that. And to be honest. sings. Well, yeah, but I don't like his voice. <laughs> I know. Uh, but no. that's just a mate. Neil Peart. I mean, hell yeah, no, no, no. Neil Peart's one of the greatest drummers of all time. I just don't uh, like Rush. No, you don't have to. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just. <laughs> you don't have. To. 
That's for the record. For me, that's old school, too. <laughs> I know. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, But I, I grew up on that when I was younger, so. What yeah. about, um, who's the dude from, um, from Zeppelin? Is it John Paul Jones from Shelly? Oh, John Paul Jones. Yeah, yeah. dude, that no, guy's I, a fucking beast. I, I left him out. Absolutely. He's unbelievable. You said you started playing music when you were eight? I was eight years old. So bass? You, you picked up when you were eight, the bass, or you started with something else? No, I started with saxophone. Oh, alto, shit. Alto, alto sax. Hell yeah. And then went to tenor, and then I went to baritone sax. Barry sax, baby. That's that low shit. bass clef. Oh. And that's, yeah, I went to bass clef. So. Okay. But, um, Is that kind of where it started? No, nah, it's a f- another funny story. Yeah, I was already playing sax, and uh, I was 10, and my sister was having a sweet 16th birthday. And my sister was a hippie, partier, crazy girl, and my parents were not around they were divorced so I, I never had parental guidance so my sister raised me and she's 16 so she had this giant party at my house mm-hmm. and had a live band I've never heard a live band I'm 10 years old what I've never heard of a rock and roll live band in my yeah. so in my living room my sister had this band play what and it was fuck? dude they were playing the, the beat was hitting I mean they were it was all old school classic rock and roll like Blackfoot Bad Company, uh-huh. you know, just Deep Purple. I mean, like, the coolest shit ever. Doing Steve covers Miller. and shit? Doing covers, yeah. 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 And I was sitting there, and the music was pounding me so hard. I'm like, holy crap, that's the, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So after, like, you know, everybody broke up, the party broke up, and the band took everything, but the bass player left his amp and his bass. He did? Yeah, he left it. And I'm, I'm 10 years old. Everybody's gone. And I'm laying on the carpet, you know, in the living room. And I woke up. I'm like, I look up. I'm like, whoa, dude. So I grabbed that bass and I turned that amp on and I started playing. I'm 10 years old. I never touched the bass or an amp in my life. So I grabbed the bass. I started playing it. I'm like, well, not playing it. Just started, you know. Fucking around on it. Fucking around. I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just bound it, banging on it. I'm like, holy crap, this is the coolest thing in the world. So, uh. Next thing I know, I wake up in the morning, my, my sister wakes me up and says, what are you doing? And I'm sitting there laying on the floor with the bass in my hand still. Holy I shit. I fell asleep. So my dad came home like a day later or whatever, and, and I said, Dad, I want a bass for Christmas. I want a bass for Christmas. Oh, the guy I came back and got it? The, no, the guy came back and got his in. Yeah, he got Oh, it. He man, came I would have been like, nah, I ain't seen no bass, dog. I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> this, is, this is way long time ago. Oh, no, but he came and got his amp and his bass, but I, I told my dad, I said, I want a bass. Uh-huh. I, want, I want a bass for Christmas. And this was like in, my sister was it July, I think, something. So, and yeah, that that uh, Christmas, my dad bought me a bass and bought me a Fender, Fender bass man head with a, a 215 Fender cabinet. Damn. And it was a court bass. Sunburst what is that? Court bass. The cheapest bass you could ever buy in your life. Oh, jeez. But it was Sunburst, you know? So uh, he gave me that, and then then I started I started a band almost like a couple weeks later with one of my best friends and then another friend, drummer, and I've been playing in a band since I've been 12. Dude, that's wild. I used to make, dude, I used to make $400 when I was 14 years old. Doing what? Playing, playing covers? Playing covers and gigs for we we didn't call them keg. It's not a keg party. We call them cake parties. Why? Because we these parents would hire us to play for their their kids. Would birthday wanna, parties? Yeah, birthday parties. Holy shit! And we make like three hundred three hundred fifty dollars, and then we started playing roller skating rings. 
Fuck, Dude, for but real? I have, yeah, but the worst Sounds part so is that fun, though. I had to play Bon Jovi. Oh, so you didn't I, like I it? My, well, I mean, I didn't care. I was you were playing just bored music. out of your mind, huh? I, yeah, it sucks. Bon Jovi <laughs> sucks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Bon Jovi's talented, but I don't, I'm not. Just not into the music. hair metal era? Fuck, no. But I had to play it because it but was kind of But you like Quiet Riot. Yeah, because, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I, do. I mean, I do like Quiet Riot. <laughs> Uh, we all got our fucking. Uh, I like Twisted Sister. That's super hair. That's like the hair metaliest hair metal band of all time. Nah, they're no fucking poison or any of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> what about a uh, Def Leppard? You know what sucks? You know, uh, uh, wait, the drummer? <laughs> no, 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 that's <laughs> terrible. But this is really worth. Nah, man. You know what has nine arms and sucks? No, Def what? Leppard. Oh no, that's terrible! I told you. <laughs> 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 ah shit! No, much respect for Def Leppard, but no, that not, guy's not, a beast one for still being a drummer. Either. Yeah, oh no, he's insane. That's dude. crazy. For one arm, that guy's killing. Yeah, him. if you don't know, their drummer lost his arm in a. I believe it was a no, car accident. Uh, it was a car accident. And uh, I respect know, him. He's more still than their drummer to this day, and I respect the band for sticking with him too, man, because they no. could have easily, you know, been like, "Fuck you." You know. Just not my style, but they definitely. I have no issues with them. That's They're the thing people. is, to me, if I don't, even if I don't like a band's music, I'll sit and and if I, you know, if they're great musicians, I'll respect the musicianship of it. Absolutely, yeah. and they are great musicians. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's insane. Are there any? Uh, I mean, what are some of your favorite bands? I mean, we got into the, the the inspirations for your bass, but what about your favorite bands in general? Like to listen to, like what do you really like to listen to the most, or or you know. What music speaks to you the most? I mean, dude, I... Those are all different questions. I love classic... No, it's okay. I, dude, I love classic rock because I grew up on it. Let me ask you, though. But back then, was, wasn't it just rock? It was just rock. Yes. Yeah, but now it's classic rock. How old does yeah, something have to be to classify as classic rock? Is Nirvana classic rock yet? It is for me. It sucks. <laughs> Every time they say, hey, we're classic rock, and they play Nirvana, I'm like, I'm fucked. Oh, shit. That's terrible. <laughs> No, yes, it makes you feel old. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. So I don't, I mean, I just, I can't really, I mean, I can go on and on with bands that I like. Right. I like all music, and I do like all genres of music if it's good, if it makes me feel right, if it makes me, I understand it, and it, it works with me. I, I like it. I don't, I mean, I love jazz. I mean, I love I love classical. I mean, you can learn so much listening to classical oh, yeah. jazz. And you know, I, I like reggae. I mean, hell I like, yeah, me too. I, I like, you know, it's like so. I can't, you know, to say all my favorite bands. I really can't say that. People ask me that. And I'm like, yeah, I can name a bunch of metal bands. Or I can name a bunch of rock bands. I can name a bunch of reggae bands. I can, I mean, I can go on and on. I like all music. So if uh, it's good. Let me ask you this: uh, <laughs> since you're big into the classic rock, how uh, when you were Growing, uh, are you already an adult? Probably in in the '90s and stuff. When when the grunge era hit, you know the Pearl Jams and the Sound Gardens. Where were you on that side of the like? Where were you like? Were, were you again? Like, did you like it or did you not like it in that time when it was no, first coming no. out? I was. Like, did you consider it like pop like shit? Like oh, this is I, like I kid shit. I, yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't like it. Do I you like it I'm now? Not, I'm not a Pearl Jam fan, but I, they're great. Again. Great musicians. <laughs> Why I mean, didn't you like it? Can I ask you because that? Because just, you're like a. It just didn't. It didn't work for me. I mean, I, when I when words are just. In your eye, I mean, when you, I, you know, I just I don't I don't get that. And the Chili Peppers screwed me up on that too because. 
No, uh, come so on, man. You, Mike can just, Flea, you can though? write a song going, I mean, you, it doesn't, you don't have to but write Mike words. But Mike Flea, bro. But Mike Flea. No, no Flea? Yeah. Unbelievable. The fucking beast, man. One of man. the six bass, sickest bass players in the world. And I, you know, There's I'm sorry I left him, him out too, but yeah. he just kind of, he's a great bass player, but he doesn't, still doesn't show me nothing like Geezer Butler or Steve Harris, dude. I mean, if you watch, dude, I've seen Steve Harris like five times right there and watching him play, and he makes it look so goddamn easy. And also, Steve Harris writes most of Iron Maiden's songs. Right. Most of them. He right, writes. Right, right. I mean, the guy, and he just stands there, four-finger gallop, which I learned when I was like 13, man. I had, I had the four-finger gallop down. Like Holy that. shit. What is the four-finger gallop? A, so, like, you, you play you play against, you like... You play the, one string. You can take one string and do four. So, it's kind of like alternate picking on the on the, on the the guitar, in a way? Yeah. I would, I'd imagine, maybe. Yeah. That's fucking cool. So, are you just tapping the string, or you actually pluck no, you're it? No, you plucking every four. That's what always fucks me up on the bass is actually like hitting it and plucking too. I suck at guitar. I will at, at, no, I suck at guitar too, but I'm really not good at bass. <laughs> For me, the thing with bass is like to writing a bass line. You know what I mean? There's like subtleties to bass lines that only bass players could like think of. Like uh, when I first joined Unoya, uh, they had you know like skeletons of songs like tabbed out on the drums you know like with drum yeah. machines and shit and you could tell the drums were not written by a drummer you know what i mean like they kept the beat of the song and they were the skeletons to the song and they had like little fills and whatnot but you could tell it wasn't written by a drummer so that's like the main thing is like when i pick up a bass like i don't really know what to do at least like on a guitar it's like oh i know a c chord or something i was like on a bass like i don't know shit like, yeah but that's the best thing about bass you don't have to know shit it is But like it you is. have to know notes and stuff And like keys And like alright When the riff simple. is here Listen. You have to be in this key over here Like and I don't know Where any of that shit is On the fretboard Well it, I keep it simple as You can say connect the dots Right Or Off the dots uh, well, well, What do the dots rep I mean I know the, the dots, dots Tell the you the fret Yeah I know yeah, but yeah. like So you got it, G And you got A Okay. And you got, you know so I mean? one is one is like if you're a, and then you got a sharp. I mean, so you just see. I don't know none of that shit. I don't know nothing. I'm a drummer. Though. I hit stuff, bro. I don't know I about know, no sharps. Dude. I don't know about no bass clef, no treble clef. I just know I hit shit and it goes pop. <laughs> but that's perfect. Drum. Listen, I love playing drums, but I suck at it too. I do. I love, and I'm a bass player, and I. I mean, I know everything, and and I mean, I can play some drums a little bit. But I, I couldn't You guys Dude you guys have the hardest job For sure Hands down First of all Loading Carrying sucks. all your crap yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say number the worst one part. Yeah And second of all You guys sweat your ass oh, off and, and physically work way harder than we do As far as all, Even though I'm sitting down the whole muscles. time They don't understand Sometimes man I do I understand It's like running in place Doing them double pedal shits Especially it's metal insane. That's the thing It's like It's one thing if I played In a fucking Like yeah, you said a Classic rock classic band Classic rock band You'd be like, you'd be like <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm playing Some Led Zeppelin Or some shit You know Fucking Cause Bonham crazy. Bonham went in bro But Bonham was Bonham just, was Bonham a beast was, uh, God If Bonham you wanna say One of my favorite drummers Bonham would definitely Probably Fuck be yeah. number one Bonham is a motherfucker and John Paul Jones, those two were that rhythm section together. was savage, perfect. bro. That's the thing with John Paul Jones; he played so many instruments, man. I can't believe I left John Paul Jones. Out. Yeah, that's what the fuck I saw. I was like, "Come on, man!" No, you no, no. John I'm Paul sorry. Jones I'm sorry. Out. Actually, I would absolutely put John. Just, I mean, as far as affiliated for me, 
uh, you know, Geezer Butler and Steve Harris, but John Paul Jones and, and John Bonham were absolutely the best rhythm section I've ever heard. I think uh, definitely. I mean, they just they just connected, and I mean, every song they did was just crazy, man. I can't, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry I left that out. That was, rhythm section is unmatched to this day, I would for imagine. Sure. I don't think there's a better rhythm section. No, nah, I, I highly doubt it. I, uh, I will say, uh, completely unrelated, uh, best metal bass player, in my opinion, was Cliff Burton before he passed. I am not going to complain about that. <laughs> no, Cliff Would you Burton, say, as, as far as, yes. He was on another fucking level. Yeah. And, he, and he had so much time left to, to get even better than he was. He should dude. still be here, man, because he would, he would be absolutely... I couldn't imagine what, where he'd be now, you know. And I can't either, man. Or where Metallica would have gone, the direction they would have gone. Who knows? The different albums they would have made. I mean, and Justice for All might never get made, but at the same time, neither might St. Anger, so. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, or Lulu, which, god damn it. I just, I just, I, a couple months ago, I just bought his pedal, the Fuzz pedal. Yeah? Clip Burton, Wall Wall Fuzz. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just got it. How do you like it? Oh, man, it's crazy. I did uh, the last, uh, I don't know if it was the last Kryptonite, I think. I, I did the guitar solo. The anesthesia? I think it was, but it was at From the From Kill em All, right? What's that? From Kill em All? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, I didn't play exactly. No, I wrote my own. Oh, okay, okay. But okay, I okay. used the wall. Oh, you pedal. used his wall for it? Yeah, yeah. So I went, I did a solo. It was, I think it was, I think it was uh, the last Kryptonite. The last show, Junaith? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the had, last Kryptonite. The last Kryptonite. Oh, in February. They, they gotcha. had a guitar solo at the end. Oh okay so okay okay. I jumped up there and dude, I ripped this shit out. I blew it away. I have videos of it, but uh, the thing is, oh, the guitar god competition, the guitar god. Yeah, yeah gotcha, gotcha. Dude, and they I let you put your bass up there. Well, they let me play, but I was ineligible because uh, there's only guitar. That's funny. Contest, not bass guitar. Contest. That's bullshit. I didn't care. I just wanted to get up there and rip a solo. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was fun as hell. That's the only reason I told Oski. I said, dude, I just want to get up there and jam. He's like, go ahead, go ahead, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, so it was fun, man. Hell yeah. Dude, uh, yeah, Cliff Burton was definitely one of the sickest, uh, especially with the solos, too. I mean, he, he killed it. That, he he put me on, like, the the fact that a bass player could sound like a guitar player. Like, you couldn't even tell the difference. Like, when I first learned that the, the high-pitched, uh, like, melody in For Whom the Bell Tolls mm-hmm. was Cliff. I was like, yo, that's a bass, dude? I I would have never had any fucking clue, man. <laughs> and I love shit like that. Just dudes that are doing different shit than everybody else, man. Because I didn't, I didn't hear anybody else doing shit like that. Nobody. Nah, man. They, they, they definitely did good in recruiting him, bro. And you actually know the story of, of uh, the night... Where where he they had the accident on the bus and 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 he died, uh, he, they were all playing cards for certain like beds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cliff won the hand against Kirk for like the bed that he wanted, and he ended up dying in that bed. So Jeez. if Kirk had won, he could have been in that bed. and He could have been the one. So it's like they told the whole story that. about that. I didn't yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Kirk played him for the hand. He's like, ah, oh, man, I, I, I get the shitty bet. He's like, all right, I guess you get the good bunk or whatever. And that night he ended up, they ended up having the accident. And wow. he, he's the he's the only one that died. And the driver was fine. Every other member was fine. It was I just I know the Cliff. accident, but I didn't know the whole, I mean, I didn't know everything about that. Wow. Yeah. It was Jeez. a fucked experience. And then, uh, I mean, after, um, uh, in the rescue uh, uh, effort, you know, they had to end up bringing a second tow truck because the first one broke and shit. Oh, it was fucked, bro. It was like in the middle of fucking Europe or something. Like, they were out there in one of those countries, like Sweden or Switzerland, some crazy shit like that. Black ice, bro. It's no joke. That's why I'm happy we don't got snow in in Florida. 
Thank God. Yeah, man. Uh, at this point, man, we're about to wrap it up. We're about at yeah, the man. hour mark. Um, where can people find Born Beneath or uh, any of your, your social media and stuff? Do you know? I just, I mean, you can either go on YouTube or you can go on Facebook. I mean, Let's check it out at Born Beneath. At Born Beneath. Yes. Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, and then your last album came out December, Tremors. That's everywhere. Yes. Born Beneath Tremors is everywhere. You can, Again, you can get it on Spotify. You can get it anywhere. But I mean, I just go to YouTube. Because <laughs> it's free. A very nice stream there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is that, uh, and then you guys have a show in August, right? We have a show in August, August 9th at the Tattoo South, or South Florida Tattoo Expo in Coral Springs. And you can go there. It's a three-day three day event. And it's for Joe DiMaggio, so it's a good benefit. Every proceeds goes to Joe DiMaggio, so it's a really good, you know, it's very good. And you can get a hotel there. You can hang out. It's tattoos. You want tattoos, whatever you want. You can have every best artist in the world right there, so that's where we're playing next. That's fucking dope as fuck, man. Definitely looking forward to that. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, no problem, man. Thank you for coming out, Mike. I, I appreciate really that, it. man. It's been a fucking pleasure talking to you. Thank you, sir. So I'm just going to get some plugs in before we close it out. Uh, the Throne, if you're listening, you know where to follow us on Instagram, The Throne Podcast with underscores in between. Facebook, at The Throne Podcast. And if you want to sponsor me, go ahead and shoot me an email at thethronejc at gmail.com. And this episode was brought to you by youknowyouretheband.com. Uh, yes. Both of our EPs are available on there, a minor setback and... Our first EP, The Age of the Eternal Ice Plague. You can find all of that, all our tour dates, any merch that we might have in the future. It's going to be all at com. So make sure you guys check that shit out. Anything else? Uh, we don't have no shows coming up. Get ready for a new album, Collapse Society. We expect it out before the end of the year. I, I'm ready for that shit. We're going to tour it. We're going to do a lot of shit. I'm very fucking excited for the new material that we're working on as well. Uh, Mike, one more time, bro. Thank you for coming out. I appreciate that shit, man. Thank you so much, sir. It's been a fucking appreciate awesome it. episode, bro. All right, thank you. Thank you guys for listening, yo. Peace. <laughs> cool.